afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the state of eloquentonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more and today on the show we're talking to structure first and they ask an equally compelling question they say every branch makes a statement what does yours say hmm great question by the way i will never forget going to a credit union in south florida one time it was for training and we were doing it in the back of the the old-fashioned branch and I went back to wait for the training to start, sat down in one of those uh, chairs they had back there in the waiting area. I picked up a magazine and saw the dust rectangle that was now clearly visible. And I looked at the magazine, and it was four or five years old. Now, they were repurposing that area of the credit union or the bank. I don't remember which it was, but I just remember thinking, wow, this is just a great example because they're still air conditioning this space. They're obviously not hiring anybody to clean this particular part of the of the building, but I'm sure they're still paying for it. So it's a great, great question. I know um, we've had a debate, which I don't think is a debate. Is the branch going away? It's not a debate because it hasn't. It's still there. You can still go to branches all over the United States and all over the world. But if you want to compel the loyalty of Generation Next, it might help to have, in fact, it will help to have a next generation financial space, whether it's headquarters, branches. If you're looking for a transformation, we're going to be talking to somebody today who knows all about it. His name is Britt Boatwright. He is the principal at Structure First, and we're going to talk to him, and we're going to do it all right after this. listening to The Power of Performance. Hey, Britt. How are you, sir? Jason, I'm great. How are you doing? It is so good to have you on the show. Yeah. Our studio audience loves those extreme makeover shows on HGTV, so they're actually very, very excited to have you here today talking about something that I think is relevant to every brand on this big green marble called Planet Earth, irrespective of what you do with your space. But we're talking about banking, so let me ask you. Tell us about you. You've got a unique career and how you got to doing this, but tell us about you and your career in banking. Sure, Jason. I'd love to. So I was in banking for 27 years, and uh, the highlight of that time was the time when I was the uh, president of First Bank in Nashville, Tennessee. We had one branch downtown, very successful one-branch operation, no drive-through, no consumer deposits, and we decided in about 2005 we'd like to have a 12-branch network to canvas Nashville as best we could. And as the local president, I was charged with leading uh, the charge to do that. And so 
Uh, great opportunity, great experience from 2005 until 2016. I executed that strategy and helped develop that strategy. And oddly enough, the folks that helped me decide what these next generation financial spaces ought to look like were, are now my current partners at Structure First. So I've known hmm. and worked with this group of folks since 2005, and they really helped open my eyes um, as a banker to retail in general, retail banking, what was the latest in technology in 2005. Um, they actually introduced me to cash recyclers, which no one had ever heard of in 05, but we actually implemented them in our branches and uh, had tremendous success with that. Uh, they helped with a prototype design. Uh, so it was a great opportunity to work with those guys, and I had a blast putting together this 12-branch network, not only the construction of what it looked like, but how we developed a business plan around the branch to make it as successful as possible. And so it takes a lot more than just brick and mortar. It mm. takes, also takes a lot more than just good people. It takes a real business strategy to knit them both together. And so after doing 12 of those in Nashville, I learned and got better at each one and now like to share those experiences with my clients and help them uh, replicate some of the success we had in Nashville with my bank. That is great stuff. And of course, I know when you say next generation financial spaces, you're not just talking about the brick and mortar and the textured wallpaper and the carpeting or the hardwood floors. For your business, Structure First, tell us what you mean by that, a next generation financial space. So a next generation financial space can mean something different to every institution. So there's no cookie cutter manual that says this is exactly how it needs to be done. It's different for every institution. And for us, what that means is taking time on the front end to really get to know the client, understand their goals, understand their culture. Um, we call it a vision session. And so that's the first meeting we will have once we uh, are under uh, an agreement with a client is we will sit for a half day or a day or longer. Uh, we will bring the architect that we're going to utilize um, to the project meeting. Uh, we will be there, and typically the CEO, the CFO, uh, the chief information officer, someone from marketing, uh, someone from operations will all sit and go through, tell us your goals for the space. And what's really interesting is things will come out of that meeting that the CEO will not know that, say, the chief deposit officer is thinking about, and he, will, he or she will either like it or not like it, but we'll get all these ideas thrown out to really stimulate conversation about what do we want this particular space, the impact to the client, what is that uh, that next generation financial space mean to that particular institution. Um, I will say that there are some similarities while everyone is different. I do see a lot of similarities that folks are trying to accomplish when they're looking at new space. One is how to blend technology into the brick and mortar. What's the right amount of technology to have in the branch for the best client experience or member experience possible? And so that's a big topic we spend a lot of time working on. We know what technology is out there. We've done hundreds of projects at Structure First and can kind of elaborate on what's worked well, what hasn't worked so well. Um, and we can also help evaluate the staff to know, can this staff really 
utilize this technology. If the staff's not comfortable and is not excited about a really high-tech branch, then we certainly will recommend uh, some some real thoughtful consideration. Is this the right time to go that far? And so every every branch is different. Um, next generation means something different. We're seeing the average branch that we work on and to help develop is around the 2,500 square foot range. And that's down about 1,000 square feet from approximately 10 years ago. So folks are doing a lot more with less because there's less foot traffic in the branch. And that next generation space is more about capturing the biggest bang for the financial institution's buck when that client enters the building. How do we make it rewarding? How do we make it memorable? And how do we make the clients want to come back and tell a friend? Absolutely. And of course, it's not just about wowing the customers, the clients, and the members with a bold, new, beautiful, reimagined space. It can have a tremendous impact on the employees and the associates, can it? Jason, you're exactly right. And that, that was something I did not anticipate with the branch network that I rolled out. But people get excited about new, clean space. Uh, I think they really appreciate the fact that financial institutions investing in them by investing in their space. Um, if, the, if the staff really understand the goals of the space and recognize, yeah, it's nice new paint, murals, graphics, technology, that's all great, makes them feel good. But when they understand it's about creating that environment for the client, it also has a way of lifting them up and getting them more excited about coming you know, to the branch each day to fulfill that strategy and mission. So it is interesting psychology that the associates get a big lift out of it as well. You're exactly right. Yeah, if I used to say all the time when I was speaking professionally that most of us, perhaps all of us, separate ourselves from someone or something we love each and every day to be at work for a banker, as you know, because you were a banker. Sometimes during the work week, you spent more time at the bank in those buildings than you did at home with your family. That's just the 40-hour work week, and you probably put in more hours than that. So that absolutely is a big part of this. Um, we're visiting with Britt Boatwright. He's the principal at, he is a principal at Structure First. Um, you told me you have a kind of a unique process for getting the work done on time and on budget, which is always important. Tell us about that. Jason, certainly. We, we call it program management. And the best way to explain that um, is to tell you there are generally two ways a financial institution goes about developing a new branch or a new headquarters or a renovating a branch, which we call a transformation. There's two real ways to do it. One way is you, the CEO will assign someone at the financial institution to own the project, to manage every aspect of the project. Part of that process is for that individual to hire a local architect to help with plans uh, and then ultimately hire a local general contractor to build the branch or the transformation or the headquarters. Um, and that works. Uh, the, the pitfalls to that approach um, are you, if you're using an in-house person, they may not have a tremendous amount of depth of experience, as you would not expect, because they're typically working for a financial institution, not an architect or a builder. The other challenge to that is that individual has to keep doing their day job. So they're still tasked with whatever responsibilities they have at the financial institution. They're tasked with that in addition to what has been laid at their feet for this branch, uh, new build or whichever, whether it's new build or transformation. 
Uh, that's that's one way that that a financial institution can build a new building. The other way is to hire a design build firm that will come in and do it all turnkey, uh, where they will have architects on staff, a general construction company on staff, or part of their company, and they will actually develop a turnkey product. That works really well, except it's very expensive. You're paying for that expertise, and you're paying for that mindset. And so my partners came out of the design-build industry and felt there was a better model somewhere in between the two. And so we come in as program managers. We meet with the financial institutions on the front end and then serve as their owner's rep throughout every aspect of the process. We're really an extension of the financial institution. Many have just said, you guys are like our own real estate department, but we only pay for you when we need you. And then whenever a project's finished, we don't pay for you until we need you for the next project. And so we represent the financial institution with the architect. So the contracts between the architect that we recommend, um, it's certainly the, the financial institution's decision which architect they ultimately go with, but we manage that process, make sure that they're getting value for the process, and make sure that process moves along, and that the architect plugs into our strategy of a vision session on the front end and delivering what the institution needs, not something to put in a brochure for the architectural firm when the project's finished. Once we've developed the plan that the financial institution likes, we then bid it to local subcontractors to get the best value for our clients. We will bid it to three to four local generals. Uh, that has huge benefit in two ways. One, the generals uh, have to compete for the business, so there's competition. The second is they're local, so they don't have mobilization costs. They don't have a lot of front-end costs. They don't have uh, monthly general condition fees like a typical design-build firm where they have the design builder will have to send a manager on site, and you'll have to pay that in addition to your contract. So we negotiate uh, all that on behalf of our clients. The bid process drives the best value. Ultimately, it's our client's decision. If they want to take the high bidder because they're a client of the institution, we can. that's fine. We, we do not um, have ultimate say in which contractors use. We do meet with each contractor um, to make sure that they have the expertise and the background to execute the project. But ultimately, it's our client's decision who we use, and then we manage the process from contract to punch out. We watch the project very closely. We're on site multiple times a month. We're always available um, on call. Uh, we review and approve every pay application, any change order must run through us, and we typically can manage the change order process in a much more direct way than, than a, uh, an associate at a financial institution because we just have a little bit more experience in managing general contractors. So our process is different. Um, we're different. We're one of the only groups that do it the way that we do it in this program management arena. We just charge a fee to be the quarterback of this team. We execute, and then whenever the project's finished, um, we step away and wait for the next project. And I will tell you, I'm, I'm really happy to say that I don't know that we have a single client that we haven't done more than one project. Once we <laughs> do a project with someone, we typically will hear, oh, that worked out great. Now let's go renovate all of our branches, or now we've got a headquarters building we're thinking about building. But it typically evolves into a, a pretty robust relationship once we get started. Well, and it answers the question. If your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Apparently, Structure First does that. 
Now, um, I did want to ask you this, and this is more of an opinion question. Um, when I think back on how many things have changed since 2005 and um, how the technology has changed in brands that were everyday brands that are not with us anymore, do you think a reimagined space or spaces in this case could have saved brands like Blockbuster Video, Toys R Us, Payless Shoe Stores, or did history and time just catch up with them and they just ran out of relevance? Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't, I don't profess to be an expert in, in the other retailers that you speak to, but I will say this. I do firmly believe that financial institutions provide a service that you can't replicate on the Internet. You can't replicate in virtual reality. Um, the personal relationship that's required because of confidentiality, because of security, safety, advice, the things that you need your banker uh, to do for you and that you want to do in a safe environment without concern of, of fraud or identity theft or all those things that keep us up at night with utilization of the Internet, I don't think that will change. In fact, I feel strongly that it will not change and that the branch will not lose relevance. In fact, you alluded to it early in the show um, that it hasn't. They've not gone away. Um, certainly there are less transactions at the branch. Um, but they're not going away. Again, in my opinion, what makes a financial institution different from a Blockbuster or from uh, a Toys R Us or a Payless Shoes, they are selling product. Uh, they are not selling relationship. And so mm. as long as financial institutions are selling a relationship, not a product, they will need to have a place to go sit and have that relationship building opportunity. And so I do advise my clients. And that's primarily community banks and credit unions. Don't lose, don't lose who you are. Don't lose your identity and try to become a commodity player like one of the large super regionals or nationwide banks. Um, keep true to who you are. It's all about that relationship. And so we do all that we can to help make that experience at the branch as memorable and as as personal as possible. And so that's the kind of things that we try to inject into the space that we help design is to continue to make it relevant. Wow. Well, listen, folks, this is why we say all the time, this is conference quality information without the TSA shakedown. You're getting great information here from somebody who knows what he's talking about, uh, especially when it comes to exactly that. You're not selling commodity. You're selling a relationship, and you can, with a great deal of thought, and a great deal of reimagination. You can out-local the nationals and out-national the locals, and guys like Britt and his team over at Structure First can absolutely help. Britt, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I hope you'll consider coming back and telling us about more of your successes out there, reimagining and redesigning next-generation financial spaces, whether it's headquarters, branches, or transformations. We really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you so very kindly. Thank you, Jason. Awesome job. Great job. Yeah. Well, I asked Britt off the air. I said, hey, what kind of music do you like? And he said, well, you know, growing up around Nashville, he was a big fan of Johnny Cash. And I thought, wow, can't argue with that. So, you know, if you're going to hire someone to design your next generation financial space, you may as well hire somebody with great musical taste. And I always had a thing for June Carter Cash whenever I saw her on 
hee-haw. Let's give the millennials a chance to Google hee-haw. Yes, it was that show right before Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Hey, folks, seriously, check them out at Structure First. Just Google Structure First. Take a look at their portfolio. Take a look at their clients. Judge a company by the company they keep. And they've got a great, great list of clients. And if you're not one, you should be one because everybody needs a next-generation financial space if you want to be in the next generation of banking brands. Hey, my name is Jason Dias, and I've been broadcasting live from the Studio of Eloquent Online in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. As always, thank you for listening, and until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care. All them women gonna make me.